people, it's your boy Icarus Gray. And it's your homeboy Wordplay TJ. And this is the No Rhyme Reason Podcast, where we talk about everything. Everything for no reason And we're live. What's good, people? It's your boy, Chris Gray. Wow. (laughs) And it's your homeboy, Woodwind TJ. (laughs) And this is the No Rhyme or Reason podcast, where we talk about everything. Everything for no reason at all. Yes, sir. <laughs> we back. <laughs> we uh, are. And um, your your flautists of the <laughs> afternoon today are going to uh, have a very exciting show for you. We have Scary Hours 3, the surprise album that we actually needed instead of, <laughs> instead of for all the dogs. We have uh, Drake and J. Cole first person shooter music video to talk about. So those of you that are subscribed to the YouTube, uh, this is a treat for you. And if you're not subscribed to YouTube, go ahead and go to YouTube.com forward slash No Rhyme or Reason podcast um, or N-R-O-R podcast to see what we're talking about when when it comes to reacting to this music video. And then at the end, obviously... We're going to talk about Andre 3000's new album with no lyrics, just music, uh-huh. new blue sun. And um, so we're going to deep dive in, and give our review for more music and react to the music video throughout this. How are you doing? Exceptionally well. I'm excited because we got a really good music weekend. Like Friday was uh, lit. And would you say it was lit? I would say it was lit. I don't think it was lit. I think it was lit. I think it was chill. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I agree. I agree. You've changed my mind. From my point of view. Very chill. It was very relaxing. Got a lot of work done. (laughs) (laughs) I can see that. I can definitely see that. You just Um, locked in. Yeah. Super locked in, but we'll get more. Uh, we'll get into more of that later. The first thing we want to do is our no rhyme or review of Drake's "For All the Dogs" Scary Hour Edition Three, whatever the hell he wants to call it. <laughs> I'm just gonna call it Scary Hours Three. Um, it is six tracks. One of those tracks featuring J. Cole, so that's they must have had that in the tuck while they were recording mm-hmm. in the session. And first person shooter must have been the best of the two, um, because uh, obviously they they still handle their own on the uh, the track, but it's not the same. And so we're gonna uh, dive into um, talking about the themes, the production. Um, our favorite songs and then our overall rating and then we'll kind of move on to the next thing which is the first person shooter video so are you ready for this of course um let's talk about themes first the biggest theme was it's rap time mm. and scary hours always comes with that moment of him just 
eviscerating. Like we used to get this every mixtape album, and I mean we still do with the six AM in Toronto and all those other songs, but you started to expect it less. Yeah. Especially after like honestly nevermind and, and kinda how he approached her loss and it just seemed like he wasn't very interested in that rapping boom bappy, like staying in that mode a little bit longer than just like a teaser. That's the thing is that I don't believe he's not interested. Mm. And I know that he has audience that's interested. And so I wonder who he's trying to serve with his current music and his selections. You know, I, I don't I don't understand if he feels conflicted, mm. I don't understand it. One of the songs gets talks about that conflict though. Uh, is it the 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 brother track? Yeah, stories about my brother, I believe. So where he just kind of goes into like different aspects of uh, like his Kanye beef, um, other aspects of like relationships and like the truthfulness. And he says at the beginning, like, "Oh, this is gonna hurt a little bit." Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, no, that's not on that. That's on uh, the shoe fits. But neither here nor there. This this was like. An exceptional display, especially um, Red Button and Wickman, mm-hmm. of like how he can go in on a mode, write something that's uh, impactful, has a message, so on and so forth, and then get out of the way. Just get out. Yeah. I I think there's, there's definitely one of these songs where he talks about how that's what it is. So um, the shoe fits. Mm-hmm. So to all the ladies wondering why Drake can't rap like the same old guy, I don't think he's talking about the ladies. I think that's for the dogs, quote unquote. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's. He's trying to. I feel like he's trying to be underhanded about it, mm-hmm. and um, say, "Don't worry about." why I'm not rapping the same old way. I'm basically just not feeling it. And if I'm not doing it, mind your business. I agree. I think it was the double-edged sword of like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, my life ain't there no more. I'm not going back there. And it's thematically through everything in terms of him, like, addressing each and every person that, like, has a feeling or a thought about how he's moving. Yeah. So I just I just feel like like you do that thematically he could have taken these six tracks and like you said added your three favorites mm-hmm. or basically everybody's three favorites cuz there's some standout tracks here and then just made it a more short and concise record. Even use the Scary Hours 3 album art. He could have done a double album and done the same kind of Nelly sweatsuit thing. He never really separates what you're doing for, like, the popularity sake of hits and what you're doing, like, for the culture in terms of rapping. Dude. He could have done that and with it perfect. I'm tired of people doing that, by the way. The double album? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... I I'm exhausted by it too, uh, but we've talked about it as a means for the bigger artists because they know that they're going to get streams. So they're just going to overload the market with 
however many streams they can get. And it ain't nothing like sweatsuit. It ain't nothing like speaker box to love below. Mm-mm. It's it's nothing like those double albums. Uh, even um, like Jay Z's. Um, Was it American Gangster? Blueprint Two. Oh. Um, or two point one. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, he yeah. had he had he had some. Uh, Kind of two sides to that to those records, and and then some extended play in that album cycle, and um, those were actually two separate pro- uh, pro- projects that melded together. Sweat and suit, same thing. Speaker box, love below, same thing. And so I feel like people now are just trying it because it's a gimmick, versus actually. Putting the art into it, yeah. So it's confusing to me. Production. Listen, this is the production that I would love to hear him on for like an entire project instead of like a scary hours pack, like five or four songs. Mm-hmm. Like if you gave me a Drake thirteen album or thirteen song, maybe eleven. Eleven is probably the sweet spot. Um. Of him and the Alchemist, him and him and uh, Danger Mouse, him and like one of those producers that like goes there instead of like all the the. But is the Alchemist involved in there? Uh, yeah, he did Wickman. Okay, well, the, there's a lead producer here that's um, called Outcast. He's an Oakland-based based rapper producer, formerly uh, formerly of the rap collective Low Fiction. Mm. Um, and half of the duo do more. Uh, frequently works with Jay Versace. Uh, I think oh. it's Mavi and Earl Sweatshirt. Nice. Um, oh yeah, he was just in there like kicking it. Yeah, yeah. So that that's the lead producer on the on most of these projects. We have uh, Conductor Williams and Jimmy Quinn on stories about my brother. Um, uh, Outcast again on Shoe Fits, The Alchemist, Wick Man, uh, Evil Ways, it's um, Vinyls, Boy Wonder, and who else? I I don't know how to pronounce that. Fins. <laughs> and then Fierce. Um, and then You Broke My Heart, Vinyls, and then Fins. Fizz. Fins. 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 Again. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> With this production feels very classic, feels very uh, nostalgic. Um, it's mostly sample va- based. It has those um, that, that that lo-fi vibe to it when it comes to uh, the vinyl aesthetic, and um, it's it's just executed very well. It brings you into the the music. And none of those tracks, even though they're handled kind of by separate producer groups, mm-hmm. um, they all are very cohesive. So you yes. can hear them on the same project. And I think it seems like he was very crafty yeah, in the way that he selected these beats. Um, because they do all have a unique flavor to them. But like you said, that cohesion lends itself to 
making you listen to the bars and the style. It it about feels like he dropped up. Uh, and we keep saying this, but this again shows just how dope Hit Boy is. Feels like magic too, just with him in that jazzy kind of um, undertoned beats in terms of the samples that he's choosing. Uh, really nice vocal samples, and then he's just being honest and truthful. I feel that. Yeah. I'm gonna ban you from stop from comparing things to Magic. <laughs> Banned. <laughs> you, you got you got no more chances. <laughs> it's so good, man. <laughs> Shout out, Hit Boy. Um. So, what are your favorite songs from this kind of collection of tracks? Uh, I'm gonna go Red Button, Shoe Fits. You said tracks. You said I, tracks. My bad. You said tracks. What <laughs> What is your favorite song so I can play it? Uh, take it. Uh, shoe Fits. Shoe Stumped fits. him. Shoe Fits. Yeah. All right. Fits. Let's Let's uh, take a quick listen. Quickly. Are we coming in? What happened? Oh. Wow. Quickly. Thank you. Harsh truth. Very harsh truth. Look, to all the ladies wondering why Drake can't rap like that same old guy. Tested my faith broken in half. I try to joke and I laugh, but I just don't know how anymore, love. I don't know how. Yeah. To all the super trigger women talking down on me, relax, drink some water, act like you somebody daughter. Can't get a tan from your phone light, baby. It's late June. Open the blinds, get out the shade room. Maybe you could stop getting involved in some shit when you not involved. Or maybe you go for a walk somewhere that is not a mall. What's your baby's shoe size? Could tell by the laces they tight. Or you only focus on the steps that I'm taking in life. And then you got the ones who claim a guy that's everyone's nigga. Leave for a month to Columbia and now everything bigger. Even your attitude is bigger, your appetite growing. Your nigga is not even a starting QB. That nigga on the field before the game, he just practicing throwing. What happened to selling real estate? Where all that shit was going? All your fucking captions lately talking about happy and glowing. All of that snapping and posing. What about that one fits for you? It's just one of those like. So when we were talking, and this, anyway, this just proves Joe Budden's point. Because you're talking to all of these girls directly that you be dealing with in that age range and just being honest about the situation. But these are the people you're dealing with. Yeah. I think he should have added this to the album and it would have provided a little bit more context. He could have removed the skits, replaced this, and had the same runtime. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that, that could have been a, a one for one and that could have been more of a cohesive story. Like we have to know the story that you're telling, and this helps set the tone. This helps, uh, or even even if you're halfway through the story, this serves as a as a climax of, of sorts. Agreed. Um, 
and the stories that he's telling part of the verses is just talking about this landscape of these high profile relationships where you're dating for a lifestyle. You're not dating for companionship and what that brings to you and how that doesn't do anything for you in the long run. Um, and I do also think it just brings awareness to these toxic relationships. Yeah. In like the best way that he's ever done it. Cause normally he kind of just futures it <laughs> and like <laughs> you're just adding to it. Whereas this felt like an expose, <laughs> like an interview with a toxic relationship. I would, I would argue that it seems like he's a, a little desperate for an actual relationship. Agreed. And also, um, I don't think he knows how to find a person that doesn't care about his, um, his success. Mm. What is your favorite song? Um, I do want to say one more thing. Okay. The Shoe Fits is a, an excellent track for me. I think when I first listened to it, I was like, how long is this song going to go on? But I didn't feel that way until near the end. I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, wait a minute. That was a long time. And I listened to it from front to back. And then I looked at the runtime. I was like, Wow, this is basically a, a you know to a, to a degree a six minute freestyle and and um, it feels it feels good in that way. Yeah, um, it's a hard choice, but I, I believe that uh, stories about my brother um, is what I want to kind of focus on, and so uh, I play a little bit of that. Said I thought you quit. I said nah, I'm quitting again because I started again. You gotta wait on that. It's like the storm before the calm. We'll get to the vacation later. For real. Hey. Look. Look. This is the decompress before the intermission. Done a lot of post-game talking, but this one different. I told Lee to put him in the car, but don't pistol whip him. And definitely do not shoot his ass till you get permission. People got a heavy misread on my disposition. Talking loose, they hit me up after on some please, Drake. Listen, listen. Energy they bringing is inconsistent. I got two Virgil bands. There's one that I'm whipping right now. And the other one I'm keeping in mint condition. And niggas bound to slip eventually like they sent permission. Imagine us getting our validation from an ex-musician search for recognition same story every time they heckling repetition on top of the mountain these niggas still down at base camp they planning their expedition y'all the type to catch a charge head to the deposition and act like the rapper named after the sex position but let me tell you about my brother though let me tell you about my brother though i think he laid it out yeah i feel like he put things in, in in perspective like it's yo you starting shit with me but you're not really finishing it you're not really following through you're on my phone you're on my line and it, it doesn't feel as it doesn't feel as uh complete it's all bark no bite that's what it feels like so so let's address this and and because this is the the Joe Budden him stuff 
if you had done this when he was actually rapping and dropped two or three songs back to back to back on you, I would feel like this was great. It's still great because you're being direct, but at this point it's like, are you that were you that afraid of him while he was actually in the game? Did you have a certain respect for him? Was our relationship more, you know, um, like close at that time? Because you can be direct whenever you want to be. Why were you not direct when it was actually shots being thrown and it could have been more fun and at least been about the bars? Because now it just feels more like you feel, it feels more like you're punching down. Well, I wonder... I wonder, like Joe says, there are no friends in the industry. There are, like, he doesn't, I don't think Joe Budden looks at this industry and then looks at their relationship mm-hmm. as an overlapping thing. Okay. Next to He can compartmentalize. And when it's time to rap, they'll rap. And when it's time to shoot the shit they'll do that um and so i think he's taking this solemn approach mm-hmm. because he doesn't want to punch down i'm talking about drake drake doesn't yeah. drake doesn't want to come at joe and i don't think he wanted to come at joe when joe was rapping i think he's like I thought we were friends because we're in the industry together and because we have these conversations in the background and because, and because, and because, and because we can joke back and forth. I can do the pump it up thing at this event. I thought, I thought that we were close, but the, the reality is, is that, the industry can give you a false perception of what friendship is. Yeah. I also think that his relationship with Kanye tainted a lot of things because Kanye is Kanye and it just, it can feel genuine one second and then it's like, what's going on? He's not the old Kanye. No. Straight out the gold Kanye. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He ran with mold Kanye. But this is why I think he should have done it at the time. The clothes with fold Kanye. (laughs) The clothes with fold. <laughs> this dust is old, Kanye. <laughs> I tried uh, to told Kanye. <laughs> this is the he sold his soul, Kanye. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I appreciate the artistry of it. I just like as a as a fan, I want this when like rappers are going back and forth, and it's on the bars, and it's through the tracks. It's not in this passive-aggressive way where it's like, you know he's not going to respond outside of, like, quote-unquote, talking about it, which is okay, I guess, but I'd rather beautifully painted pieces of songs like this. Yeah, so what's what's your overall rating for this one? Oh, I get this one. Uh, five out of five mm, Sailor Moons, because that's what the album artwork looks like. Okay. Yeah, I, I couldn't give you anything better than that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <sighs> Moon Prism Power. Wow. Moon 
prison power. I'll give him five out of five backpack Kanye's. Ooh, okay. I like what you did there. Yeah. Well thought out. Full circle. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's transition. What? You know, Anthony Anthony Pantano. He does the transition thing. Oh, oh, I don't. I watch him, but not <laughs> closely enough to like understand the meme sometimes. Uh, but yeah, now let's watch J. Cole, or wait, Drake featuring J. Cole, FPS, first person shooter, the music video, because it's dope. Yeah, so this is our no rhyme or reaction, reaction. to that, uh, to the music video, and uh, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about it as we go through, we're gonna pause, we're gonna kind of disrupt, so if you're listening as an audio listener, please go and watch and then, um, or, or skip through as we, we go through parts of the song, but just kind of follow along with us as best you can. Let's, uh, let's take a look. They're on me. I'm getting cooked. Check my six. Check my six. Fuck. First of all, I forget his character name from The Office. Kevin. Kevin, thank you. <laughs> Kevin from The Office. I apologize because I don't know your real name as an actor. <laughs> Excellent choice. Dog. You see the the goat plaque in the background? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I mean, great. Yeah, bro. Um, all the dogs on the the table or the, the desk. Great touches. By the way, whoever staged this um, this scene, smart person. Shout out to you. Yeah, did a really good job. So let's let Kevin cook for a little bit. Hello? No, 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 no. Everything's good here. Everybody's working, working hard. Nobody has left their desks all day. I've been keeping an eye on them. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Shooter mode, we turning your son to a funeral. So the niggas just say they don't office. You better be talking about working in cubicle. <laughs> Can we pause this for the for the sake that we have we have stuffed Drake here? <laughs> stuffed uh I forget the name of the song, but him and these rollers, bro, or these clips in his hair, it's hilarious. Yeah. It looks like somebody's drunk uncle. Drunk Latin uncle. Yeah. Stuff J. Cole. They they got the dreads, right? Yeah, they did. Why the niggas debating my numero? Not the three, not the two, I'm the you and know. Yeah. Numero, you and know. Me and Jersey, this shit like the Super Bowl. Man, this shit then it big as the big as the what? Big as the what? Why do you think they chose ping pong? Because it's such a global like thing in regards to uh, uh, like Chinese ping pong is just immaculate when you watch it. Like you thought you were playing ping pong until you watched them playing ping pong. I think they chose it because they're going back and forth. 
Ooh, okay. Look at that you was being my smart. Thought. Me being slow. <laughs> mm. I'm slow, slow. Mm. <laughs> See, oh, you know it's that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I got to give you that one. Don't leave me hanging. Oh, dang. You left me hanging on camera. So bad. <laughs> He's going to clip that. I see it now with the crickets. Yep. I hear it. Since you two guys playing shit that they did in the studio Niggas usually send their verses back to me and they be terrible just like a two-year-old I love a dinner with some fine women when they start debating about who the gold I'm like, go ahead, say it then Who the gold? Who the gold? Who the gold? Who the gold? Who you bitches really rooting for? Like a kid that had bad from January to November, nigga, it's just too cold Biggest Biggest You see they're all kind of dressed like Michael Jackson uh, no, like I didn't the see white, that. Because he, he got the white socks on with the shoes or whatever. Like you, it's real quick when you see him. Uh, just like a, it's like a little flash of no. Like whenever we see that, we know it's a, to me it's a Michael Jackson thing. If you're wearing black with white socks. Uh, well, I know it's coming up, but yeah, okay. Let's keep watching. I wait a minute. I want. There was one thing I wanted to remark about, and I think I'm wondering why they chose the CG approach to this. Mm -hmm. Was it a time constraint? You know what I mean? Like, they had Mm -hmm. to know that, like, this was something that they needed to do. Um, I'm assuming they they filmed this after the release of the album. I'm just, uh, I'm just curious if... Um. Yeah, I'm just curious, like why why was CG the the, the choice here? I think because they just wanted to go as extravagant as possible, and for whatever reason, real life wouldn't allow them to do that, so they had to like be hyperbolized. They had to meme it, basically. Yeah, that's that makes sense. Also, I didn't think about this, but if you look at the top of the marquee, October's very own Dreamville. This much solidarity between record labels. Mm-hmm. That was not a thing in the the two thousands. Nope. In, in my in my opinion, it maybe you could say that you know Rockefeller, Rough Riders, um, Murder Inc. had some camaraderie together. Mm. But I, I think overall, it's hard for me to pinpoint. A lot of record labels that got along that well and showed showed the the competition, but also showed that like, yo, we can go on tour together, really. They still had to be under the umbrella though, because that's all Def Jam in terms of like at least True. having that right, right. that initial person and right. like, that's so what they used to have to do then. Right. So they they don't even have well. They do have similar distribution in mind. Okay. But OVO, Dreamville are essentially independent labels with major distribution, and their distribution partner, from my understanding, is universal because that's how Rock Nation gets distribution. That's how Drake has that's who Drake has been associated with for a very long time. Cool. The cash money connection as well. But I digress. Music business talk. Let's uh, see some more. Who the goat? Who you bitches really rooting for? Like a kid that had from January. No, no. I was just showing you the. I was pointing out the socks, so you can see the socks. 
So thirsty to put me in beef Got set in my words and start looking too deep I look at the tweets and start sucking my teeth I'm letting it rock cause I love the mystique I still wanna give me a song where I beat Can't trust everything that you saw on IG Just know if I diss you I make sure you know that I hit you Like I'm on your call ID I'm naming the album to fall off this <laughs> What? <laughs> that doesn't happen in chess You just break <laughs> I mean in Harry Potter it did Wingardia Levito. Ravenclaw. City ironically said ain't no follow for me. Still in this biscuit and bigger, they waiting on the kid to come drop like a father to be. Love when they argue the hardest MC. Is it K Dad? Is it Aubrey or me? Let's look. 37, 38. 6-2, 6-3. Nine albums, six albums. Toronto, North Carolina. Did you think that Drake was 6'2"? No. Like, I knew their ages. Yeah. Because we're that age. But. Um, you know, that's just crazy to me. I figured J. Jake, Jake Cole was 6'3", but like, Drake being 6'2 just seems like one of those like Jordan things that you're trying to do. I feel like you're stretching the numbers. I feel like you, <laughs> might, be, you might be 6'1 and a quarter. Well, as Jimmy, he was tall kid. Okay. So it's believable. Yeah. <laughs> we the big three like we started a league, but right now I feel like Muhammad Ali. Yeah, Muhammad Ali, the one that they call when this shit ain't connecting no more. Feel like I got a job in IT. Rhyming with me is the biggest mistake. The Spider-Man meme is me looking at Drake. I'm so glad they did this. I'm so glad they did this, bro. <laughs> like... To take the time to, like, again, set design, bro, y'all need a bigger check because y'all was in y'all bag. Right. Because this is dope. Shout out to the director. Uh, we'll yeah. see his name at the end. Yeah. Let's keep going. It's like we recruited your homies to be demon deacons. We got them attending your weight. Hey, how the gang got away from the bars, man? This shit like a prison escape. Everybody's steppers were fucking and everybody breakfast and I'm about to clear off my plate. Real effect. 50-50, bro. 50-50. Was, was the basketball shot in this music video real or fake by J. Cole? Put it in the comments. Let us know. Dog, all I hear right now as you asking that question is the who wants to be a millionaire music. And I'm like... Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yes. When I show up, it's motion picture blockbuster. The goat with the golden pen, the top toucher, the spot rusher. Spray this whole shit up, the crop duster. Not rusher, but apply pressure to your cranium. Cold's automatic when aiming them with the boy in the status of stadium. Nigga. Weird flex. Weird, weird, weird flex. <laughs> Throw the basketball around the globe and it goes into the, the the stadium. This reminds me of the 90s videos with the like the bad CGI. Oh yeah. But this is good, and so I 
I enjoy it a lot more because I feel like they're just having fun with it, which we'll get to the tour after this, but I would be excited if I was a person that's going on uh, going to see this tour. He stole your mystique. Tried to. I mean, he didn't, but... Hitting the, the elevator button. That was that was a funny touch. Also, yeah. this song feels better. Like his verse don't feel as lackluster as it felt initially. It feels like you needed the image yeah. in order to to get into it. Yeah. It also feels like it feels like he's trying to be one of the new rappers as well. Mm, yeah. Big yeah. time. Um, and that's more apparent by 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 this this visual. You niggas still taking pictures on a golf stream. My youngest richer than you rappers in a all stream. I really hate that you been selling them some false dreams. Man, if your pub was up for sale, I'd buy the whole thing. But they ever give me flowers? Well, of course not. They don't wanna have that talk because it's a sore spot. They know the boy that one they got a boycott. So Jimmy Jam, I use a Grammy as a doorstop. Girl, give me some hair because I need it. And if I fuck with you, then after I might eat it. Niggas talking about when it's gonna be repeated. What the fuck, bro? I'm one away from Michael, nigga. There it is. Yep. Glove. <laughs> Glove. The beat it uh, light up as he's walking up. Mm-hmm. Like. I that that's cool sort of I would I think I probably would have done it a different way but I do like how he had it set up yeah because he he was already being extra like with the CG like the whole road to him getting up to this could have been lighting up yeah so I feel like only critique though if his um his bragging in this in in this moment mm mm-hmm. I feel like it's a weird one to brag about because Jay did it for so long. Mm-hmm. Like he was like, you know, I beat Mike, I beat Mike, I beat the Beatles, I beat, you know, this this group. Like, I'm I'm like, yeah, congratulations, Drake, and you should be celebrated for that. Maybe a different story. Also. It's different. That's like comparing what Will Chamberlain and them were doing to what goes on today, which people try and do often. It's a different game. Like, it's bigger, faster, shorter. Like, if Mike was still alive and doing stuff, it would not be the same. You know, like, the the way you're reaching these accolades, again, much to be applauded, but it's just a different game. I think if Mike had a new album that came out today, it would eclipse... Everything. Everything. Still. Yeah. But, you know, 
we'll never know. And we'll just give him his uh his credit where his credit is due. Show. There's a music video that Statue Drake reminds me of. Mm-hmm. What music video is that? I can't think about it off the top of my head. I kind of feel like, and I don't want to mention it, but it could be a, you know, a Diddy type thing. Mm. I think, maybe. But uh-huh. either way. Giant statue and music video. Hip-hop. I wish I could remember what music video that is. Because I know what you're talking about. Like, I can picture it. In Didn't my head, Michael though. Jackson have a statue in one of his music videos? I believe of himself? so. I think, I think this is a, a callback to that. Ooh, that'd be dope. Yeah. Um, so, what overall do you think about this video? Um, I think it's entertaining. I think it's uh, cool to watch. Um, I want to shout out to the to the director, who is uh, Gibson Hazard. Yeah, Gibson Hazard. Um, so shout out to to Gibson uh, for putting this music video together. Yeah. I know that the CG couldn't have been inexpensive. Like putting the whole thing together couldn't have been um, a more challenging task. And, and so I think I think shout outs to you. Shout out to you and everybody you employed because everybody did their job 100. exceptionally. Uh, glad the strike is over and people were able to get work off this. Yeah, here's a here's a list of those folks that are involved. So if y'all watch on the YouTubes, you can see um, see that list of folks uh, and shout out to them. What else do you think about this? Uh, I think this is very very good. Um, as a start to their tour, um, it is going to be electric. Um, boogie woogie woogie. Just <laughs> not boogie woogie woogie. Um, just by the video alone, you can tell that they're going to put a lot of time into production, um, and it's going to be something worth seeing. Um, I think a lot of people were kind of complaining about. The first half or second half of Drake's tour or whatever it was not being like as engaging. I don't think they're going to have that problem with the uh, Drake and uh, Cole tour. It's going to be something that I think is really dope. Word. All right. So you ready for our main event? Oh, yeah. It's time to get it cracking. Yeah. So we are back to our no rhyme or review. Let's try it again. Our no rhyme or review. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh, my bad. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> you ready? No rhyme or? No, I'm not doing this. Oh. Um, <laughs> of Andre 3000's New Blue Sun, um, which is an all flute album um, mixed in, in, in according with a uh, live band of, of instrumentalists. Um, it is... Um, what is it? How many tracks? I can't. I can't remember off the top of my head. Six. 
Facts. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Hold on. Just a second. Let me get to get to where we are because I have it available. I did have it available. Do you have it on your, your phone? Mm-hmm. All of the songs Eight. on the... Thank you. Eight songs. Um, they're like 11, 12 minutes a pop. They're just um, really long tracks of kind of ambient, freeform um, instrumental music that feels very uh, ethereal and atmospheric, for lack of a better term. And... Um, it's essentially like like elevator music, doctor's office music in in a way, but produced by one of your favorite MCs. Indeed. Top 3. Yeah, so I think the first thing I want to do is talk about the track list. And then after we talk about the track list and how hilarious the t- the titles are, mm-hmm. we'll jump into this um this interview um, from GQ magazine. So, um, reported by Zach Barron of GQ, uh, did an interview with Andre 3000 in LA, uh, near the laundromat that he goes to. He's probably not going to go to this laundromat anymore after being out there in the world like this, never return. Um, and, (laughs) and, uh, then we'll, we'll kind of share some of uh, Andre's thoughts about this project and then get into um, our themes, our production. Well, maybe not the production, but our our favorite tracks and our rating for this project. So let's talk about these titles. Uh-huh. I'll do the first one. I swear I really wanted to make a rap album, but this is literally the way the wind blew me this time. How you feeling about that? I dig it. I just dig it because it's just, it's honesty and it's so telling. Like when you kind of listen, like the first track, like you feel there's an anticipation um, or even like a setting for bars. Um, But then it just kind of lulls you. It brings you down. It's like, hey, hey. I wanted this to be a rap album, but I really tried. Just calm down. I had none of those expectations. I didn't either. I just, because when he said it's not going to be a rap, I was like, okay, just give me whatever you got. Yeah. You want to read the second one? Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Let me make it larger so you can see. And also, let me share my screen for the audience really quick. Yeah, my uh, my eyes went blue. It's like uh, home improvement. Is that better? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> the slang word pussy rolls out the tongue with far better ease than the proper word vagina. Do you agree? <laughs> Number three. <laughs> That night in Hawaii when I turned into a panther and started making these low register purring noises that I couldn't control. Shit was wild. 
bipolar disorders, daughters wear wait. Bipolar disorders. Daughter wears a three thousand button down embroidered. That's a bar. <laughs> he wrote. He was writing bars to some of these songs, bro. Had to. Ninety three till infinity and Beyonce. I love this one. Gandhi, Dalai Lama, your Lord and Savior, JC. Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer, and John Wayne Gacy. That is a bar. You see how it rhymes? Mm-hmm. And it has a split in the... Mm-hmm. Bruh. He was writing bars to this. I think he pulled all the bars out. Mm-hmm. Uh, ants to you, gods to who? And then finally... Dreams once buried beneath the dungeon floor slowly sprout into undying. What gardens? Uh, what is the Botafashina? That's a that's somebody's name. So oh, it's undying gardens. I was like, that is a strange. <laughs> it's an undying Botafashina gardens. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. speaking of number eight, uh, that's where we we can pick up in this Jake uh, GQ uh, interview. And uh, take a listen to how Andre feels about this uh, final song. The last song. Dreams once buried beneath the dungeon floor slowly sprout into undying gardens. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, that song, which is the last song on the album, just for information, that is actually the first song that we recorded as, as, as a group. We're creeping along and, and filling it out, and it just felt like this enchanted kind of garden at first. And so the title is kind of referencing that enchanted garden thing, but it's also like, I wanted to kind of like go back to the very beginning. So I wanted to like pinpoint the dungeon, the dungeon where I'm from, you know, with myself, Outkast, Goody Mob, Organized Noise. And we started in Rico Wade's basement and it was dirt, like it, was actually, it wasn't a floor, it was actually a crawl space where the musical equipment was. And I just felt like um, there was a continuation. Like I always wanted to not, it's not a separate thing. It's a continuation from where we started, you know? So everything kind of goes back to the dungeon. And when you look back at it, yeah, we were kids and you know, we were different in high school, but even, you know, choosing the name Outkast, it was like, okay, you kind of don't, you just don't fit in really. And I've really felt that way even outside of music, just kind of in my life. Like, I don't really feel like I belong to any sect. I don't feel like I belong to the young rap crew. I don't feel like I belong to the aged adults. Um, yeah, I've just never, yeah, I just don't feel like. So I think this project makes sense. Yeah. Because of that. But he's been, Andre has basically told us he wasn't going to give us a rap album since Love Below. In some ways, yeah. I, I, think he, I think he still has it. I think he just hasn't. Once he finds it, it's going to be a surprise to us. Yeah. Um, I also think about the setup for what the game was in the 90s and sort of my the only problem I have with hip hop and it's growing out of it, but it didn't grow out of it fast enough for Andre to do this album. Um, We've yet to really create the space for our legacy acts. Um, And now we're starting to, 
but it's been too long to where he just doesn't feel that. Um, he talks about this often of just just not feeling that energy or not feeling like he has a spot. Yeah, I'm scared though that we aren't making space for our legacy acts, and the reason why I'm 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 scared to say that because mm-hmm. I feel like Andre's experience yeah. is the real um, way to paint the metaphor that Drake is doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if if Drake is like trying to appease the the young folks and speak to them, he's doing exactly what Andre is alluding to. Um, he's saying that I, I really can't speak to those folks and hip hop is a young sport and all these other kind of cliche ways to say that you can't grow old in, in, in hip hop, which is absolute BS because there's still hip hop fans that grew up with hip hop. We just don't feel like we're going to sell any albums or we're going to be successful. Um, but there's still people that you're, you're, you're reaching out to and that you're, you're, connecting with. I thought I had this. I was about to sneeze. Anyway, oh, I, I just, well, why both mics? I just didn't want it to pick up on yours. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's funny about this album, though, is it gives me an appreciation more for Nas. Like, Say that. Because... You talk, we talking about this old, like you 50 and you dropped like amazing bars, like kept it relevant, but stayed yourself. Yeah. But there's also, there was also a gap between, um, Nas's, what did he do? Life, life is good or no, no. He did the album with Kanye and then he jumped to. And then he jumped to to, to the one with with Hit Boy. Um, But I think Nas is in a different space. I don't don't think Nas's creativity Mm -hmm. is as spread in such wide places as Andre's is. True. Andre's a visual artist. He's a musician. Um, of multi, multi, multiple different instruments. Um, he's a fashion designer, like actor. Yeah. So he has a lot of, and and he's a he's a proud dad, and I, I think that doesn't take away from Nas's uh, pluralism. It just says that Nas, when it when it comes to creativity, he the juices might be flowing more so in the the realm of music than it is in other places. So I think Nas just has more outlet for for his raps mm. than Andre might have. What were you getting as far as themes for the album? I think we we've just uh, talked just about in that. general. Yeah, we oh, okay, okay, okay. We 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 spent a lot of time and I, I think we we kind of touched base on okay. the, on them all. As far as production is concerned, though, I want to give some more folks some 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 credit because I think that's a important thing for us to do mm-hmm. in this uh, in this experience. And so I'm going to pull up 
uh, pull up the browser and see if I don't butcher any names in, the, in this um, in this thing. So uh, some of um, Andre's collaborators are Carlos Nino, uh, Nate um, Marcero, and Surya ba- uh, Botafacina. Botafacina. Uh, I hope I got that right. Um, Another collaborator that jumps in around track three is uh, Dean Tony Parks. And then you have Matthew David and um, VCR, Diego Gaeta. Um, who else? Jesse Parson. I'm mm-hmm. oh, sorry, Jesse Peterson. Uh, Mia Doi Todd. And... That's about it. So those are those are all of the collaborators on this album that kind of handled some of the production. What did you feel about the production? I thought it was good. Um, when we listened to Basquiat's experimental album, mm. I caught no themes of anything. It just confused the hell out of me. It's very freeform. Uh, this, while freeform, still had a structure that you can listen to. And you start like you just feel relaxed i think this album is utilitarian whereas basquiat's album was not to be used as any tool yeah it was to be observed and that's that's basically it yeah but this album like like i said at the top of the show i sat down and i got a lot of work done um i turned it on put it on the the Google Home thing and um, let it just, just play. And um, as it as it ran, I was it, it felt like all the tracks just kind of uh, melted together. Mm-hmm. It uh, it also just made me want to do something like work or sit and be introspective or like really think about the steps I can take to being more creative, to being mm-hmm. creative in this sense. Um, and it's not like reaching for something because it just felt gen. You could feel the genuineness of what he was doing throughout the album because it wasn't like he just came on here like, uh, and was like, let me just play the flute and like, try and find the notes you know it was like no i really have been doing this um for probably over 17 years in terms of when he started playing a flute and he started popping up in all these different places with his flute like he's dove into the art in that genius level way that is so solo to him (laughs) solo he's a he's a he's a uh, a um, practitioner. Yes. Right. He he actually lives with his instruments, um, which is something that he's always done in Outcast in his own productions. Um, it's just and in other people's songs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just we don't always give him the the credit of of being that talented. So. Um, any favorites on this one? We won't have to. We won't have to play them. But 
uh, the first track, which is not the title track, and um, 99 to Infinity, the one with Beyonce. Okay. Well, not with Beyonce, yeah. but Beyonce in the title. For me, it's a little difficult because I didn't extract any f- favorites out of this. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't a situation where I, something was stood out a little bit more than the other things. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, they all blended together. So I don't I don't really have one in this case. Um, what's our rating? I give it five out of five ciders. <laughs> <laughs> Five out of five goat satyrs, uh chilling around Dionysus with some with some wine. Word. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna also give this uh five out of five pie pipers. Ooh, I like what you did there. Yeah. And not the archive. Just, just, yeah, just don't lure anybody's kids. <laughs> Let's keep it with mice, please. <laughs> Let's lure some mice. Um, or let's lure some more people to listen to this album and this podcast. We appreciate each and every one of y'all uh, for joining us for our review. Please uh, join us on the Patreon. Yeah. In our uh, patreon.com slash NROR podcast. Uh, it is $5. And you can watch the whole full episode of the video podcast. Um, we got one that's already up there. So, Go ahead and uh, subscribe, uh, support the podcast, help us grow because we got to spend like $30 for editing software or uh, editing AI software that kind of help us out and, uh, and build out the production. So we need we need at least five people, five or six people to afford that software. Yeah, man. We appreciate y'all. Um, thank y'all for joining us. Thank you for being here every week. It's your boys. Icarus Gray. <laughs> and word. And wordplay, TJ. And a one and a two and a peace. What? Peace. What fingers you use? I was holding that, that tape and oh. I couldn't get my finger out. Oh, gosh. Peace. Did you flip us off? I think I did. <laughs>